0: Well, people do get mugged or whatever, but...
1: But then uh, then if you, you know, they could just steal your card too, so...
0: That's true, yeah.
1: <laughs> Real-world theft is always just going to be an issue for voluables.
0: It really is, yeah.
1: That's why I enjoy using uh, actual cash so much, because I'm like, oh, you have to engage great. in a physical altercation with me in order to steal this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, what's uncomfortable is that you say that to the cashier every time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to buy something. Yeah, not to, not even to steal it just to get it. I'll pay for I'll pay for this dinner, a waiter, if you beat me in a wrestling match.
0: No, just every time we go to the bar, you like look the person in the eye, it's like you are about to engage me in a yeah. physical altercation.
1: Yeah, it's like, "Oh yeah, oh, okay, pussy, you want to get paid for this? <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to beat me in a test of strength." You
0: have to take this money from my hands. <laughs> and then I like sprint out the door
1: cold open let's go amazing perfect yeah. this is uh try number two after an absolute talking over each other car crash so let's uh let's let's call this a, let's call this a w
0: that's perfect let's just keep this going. no cross just, here. just keep
1: rolling with it keep rolling with the
0: punches exactly yeah right back into the punch in the face that is Cyber criminals. Oh,
1: what an absolutely professional transition. Wow. Yeah, that's that's why they pay out the big fun. back to the back to getting punched in the face by people you met online.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly where we left it off.
1: That's the next risk, actually, that you have to look out for that people get your physical location and punch you in the face.
0: Mm, that's true. That I mean, yeah, that could happen. Happens a lot. Actually,
1: it happens daily to everyone.
0: <laughs> Mostly to Evan, but <laughs> a lot of people.
1: Maybe I should stop putting my exact coordinates at any given time and airdropping want to fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True,
1: that would do it. Nah, actually, probably doesn't have anything to do with that. So what? Uh, what did we cover last time? So last
0: time, we covered a lot of shit. There was we- a lot of like... It was deep. (laughs) We went in deep. That we did, yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff on top of what I had written down, but the main things were just talking overall about why it's important to be concerned, even if you are a standard user of computers, about cybersecurity and the risks out there. And then we got into specifically credential stuffing and why it's important to use good passwords and two-factor authentication.
1: Multiple passwords slash a password manager. Manager, that's the word.
0: Yeah. And then after that, we got into oh, yeah, two was about updating software because um, whenever they do a security update, all of the ways that the old versions of the software are exposed get put out there in the patch notes.
1: Uh, you got to make sure that you upgrade before the instructions to how to rob you are published.
0: Yeah. I mean, you probably can't do before they're updated because it comes out with the update, but just as soon as you can. Yeah. It's good. Uh,
1: and if I sound especially burpy today, it's because I am uh, <laughs> I have a, n- a non-alcoholic beer on the go. And if anybody's wondering, the best one that I've found so far is the Grolsch one. Interesting. Okay. So now you know. Good to know. That's what I got going on right now. Great. Well... It's like a five out of ten for a real beer, but yeah. <laughs> but
0: pretty good in these desperate times of yeah, dilemma.
1: exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so very good, 25.
0: Yes. So first off, I guess a couple of follow up items that I thought of um, since the last ones are just like notes to tack on. Um, one is just a general note. I don't think I mentioned there are a few like pretty detailed guides that I'll have linked to in the show notes. If you want to dive deeper, than we're able to get into in this two-parter. Which sounds pretty
1: impossible because we, we, we've said a ton of knowledge so far and we have an equal amount of knowledge coming today. But anyway.
0: Yeah. This is probably combined to almost like three hours of knowledge. That's
1: well, maybe like (laughs) one hour and a half. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not that knowledgeable.
0: No, it took a lot more time to get all that knowledge. Into yeah, there's a, a lot of goofing. There was a lot of goofing. So yeah, there's a lot of links in the description um, of note are probably the wire cutter article. It's got like a step-by-step guide to cybersecurity for most people, which is very comprehensive. There's a lot of steps in there, uh, almost an overwhelming amount. But like, if you just take it <laughs> one at a time, go through it. It's, it's all at once. There's just a lot of aspects to cybersecurity. There's a lot of ways to get hacked. Like,
1: uh, yeah, adds up, I guess.
0: Yeah, especially as we get more and more devices and whatnot. It's there's just a lot, honestly.
1: Okay, count me out of that. I'm actually sort of toying with the idea of legitimate, like going full, full flip phone for my next phone. Just because I'm thinking like the main reason... Like I'm thinking, of the main stuff I use that's not call or text on my phone currently. Uh, I could use all of those just on the laptop, which I have. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really thinking of it because I'm like that, that would that would just help cut down on all the stuff that I don't want to do as much on my phone. Like you know, you're playing useless games, except they still have good games like snake (laughs) um I'm like you know getting seduced by social media and stuff (laughs) so that but that's a different episode but
0: 100% that's that's definitely another episode that
1: we will get into (laughs) if you do that because
0: I've also toyed around with doing that
1: that episode would be called uh, Evan and Aiden get made fun of by all their friends for having a flip phone
0: (laughs) amazing worth it
1: yeah probably (laughs) Could be, who knows? Probably. Or yeah. I just get addicted to snake.
0: Which is that really a bad thing?
1: I'm already on the edge, so Exactly. So
0: it works. Might as well just push right into it. But yeah, that was one piece of follow up. A second one is that drum roll please. No. If you want to sign up for NordVPN.
1: Are you, are you joking?
0: <laughs> There's a link in the show notes.
1: Did you actually get a sponsor? Uh,
0: they make it very clear that it's not a sponsorship. They're not oh. giving us money. It's just an affiliate link. <laughs> oh, but okay. If someone actually <laughs> does buy it through the link, that's a
1: commission right there. That's great. Wow, it really is. They really, they really are just an infinitely outreaching long arm of NordVPN, you know?
0: That it is, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I tried for Squarespace too, because you know I was on a roll and why not, but they rejected us. Have you, have you tried for Raid
1: Shadow Legends? Oh
0: no, I didn't. I don't think I looked it, into that.
1: Well okay, that, that might be that might be the even more exciting announcement for uh, for next time. I would play Raid Shadow Legends. I don't, but I would.
0: Oh right, I did look it up. The issue is that you need a certain number of subscribers, and I think you actually have to put out content about Raid Shadow Legends on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> 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 Which is more commitment to the
1: bit that I want to put in. <laughs> yeah, making an actual episode about... <laughs> Cal Newport says five reasons, or Cal Toot Newport's five reasons why you should play Raid Shadow Legends for 45 minutes every day.
0: Yeah, how... Or Cal Newport says that playing 45 minutes of Raid Shadow at Legends will double your productivity the rest of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. And triple your fecundity.
0: I don't even know what it is, but I believe it. Raid Shadow Legends can do anything, really. <laughs> you can give it a Google. The quality or power of producing abundantly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very so, good. Uh, but yeah, we do have not I was about to say, Red Shadow Legends. We do have NordVPN affiliate link in the description.
1: If you so if want to watch Indian Netflix or something, there you yeah, go. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or if you're a, a VPN is legitimately
1: good for like uh, if you're using a public Wi-Fi. Yeah, please explain. This is this is where this is the the actual start of stuff because I always see stuff like you know those ads where it's like, would you let a stranger? come into your house and take a bath in your bathtub? Well, then why are you using public wi- Wi-Fi? And I'm always like, well, what's going to happen? Because, you know, what is going to happen?
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be a couple of different things. I will say one is that from what I understand, it used to be much more of a risk than it is now. There's a lot more security and encryption on most sites than there used to be when like, um, everything was just in the regular HTTP instead of the like HTTPS, which the S just means secure.
1: Oh, what? That's actually news to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is that is a a very big development over the past like decade. Is like most websites switching to secure. Which the difference between those two is essentially uh, if it's not secured, when you uh, access the website, the data between you and the website, like everything you're doing, everything they sent you, is just being streamed essentially publicly, like. Anybody who like sees the connection, so anybody else on the Wi-Fi network or anyone who can like remotely access it in any way can see basically everything that you're accessing and doing. Hmm. Um, Whereas if it's uh, secured, at the very least, there is like a level of encryption. So if someone like looks in, they can still see the stream of data, but like it's all encrypted. So it's a little effort. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They tend to be able to either decrypt it in some way or work around it. So that has definitely helped. Because that is one of the other things that like VPNs advertise a lot is that when you connect to it, they will essentially encrypt the data on your end and then on your computer and then send that encrypted data out and then it will get go to their servers and then go to uh, the final place and unencrypt there or like the website or whatever that you're yeah. actually trying to access. And that's part of how they're able to like switch your location up is that like it goes to a different server and then the website thinks you're accessing website from that other server
1: so it works kind of the same way as a like have you ever heard of the onion router
0: yeah it's a similar kind of idea to that more legit (laughs) and I mean smaller and and
1: you know less complicated but
0: yeah it's only like one layer of it generally instead of the I think it's three that an onion router usually has
1: I think that's like the minimum okay that's now I know
0: Yeah, apparently it is pretty easy to like just set up a laptop at like a coffee shop and like see what everybody else is doing. Again, depending on like the encryption and like how strong it is, uh, as well as like maybe some other either websites don't use it or maybe some apps that you have on your devices don't use encryption. I think most will at this point, but like who can say? It's kind of up to the individuals there.
1: Hmm. Wow.
0: (laughs) And it also gives you a level of protection from... think what's it called wireless access point attacks which is essentially where someone will put up uh, what is like a fake Wi-Fi usually well it's like a real Wi-Fi but they control it Uh, but so that would be like if you're at say a hotel they'll just put some kind of router nearby and name it something that looks vaguely official like it would be part of the like the hotel's actual Wi-Fi
1: it would be like Hilton internet Wi-Fi three or something
0: yeah, or like same thing at a cafe or any kind of mm-hmm. location like that, and then they'll they'll leave it completely unsecured, so you don't even need a password like you normally or like you often do. Um, and people are like, "Oh, free Wi Fi, sick! I'm going to use it," but then they can basically see all the traffic going through the
1: Wi Fi. See that 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 did make sense to me. Like if you're just somewhere like not in a place that advertises that they have specifically free Wi-Fi or anything. And you're just like, hmm, let's see if I can scoop a Wi-Fi. That's kind of, you know. <laughs> Definitely. sus.
0: Yeah. Which also, like, um, sometimes devices will just, like, auto-connect to Wi-Fi, which is a tad, a tad concerning. I think that's a setting you can sometimes switch off so it's not just, like, constantly. Oh, even looking. if you've never
1: connected to it before, it'll just auto-connect?
0: Yeah, it seems like it. Because I was looking through my, like, Wi-Fi settings the other day because I've been thinking about this way too much the past few weeks in prep for this, this app, ep- these episodes. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a lot of real sus Wi-Fi names in there, <laughs> like <laughs> obvious, obvious scams like free Wi-Fi here or shit oh, like yeah. that it's like, when would I ever have clicked on that? I, I don't even know how that happened. Why is this in my
1: Wi-Fi say like saved history? Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Probably, yeah, probably just automatic. like, or maybe before you were enlightened, you were just like, free Wi-Fi there, nice, count me in.
0: Potentially, yeah, which, I mean, that was on an Apple device, and I've had an Apple account for a long time, so I have no idea how old or when I would have connected to that, maybe when I was a lot younger.
1: Yeah, but I could see that in, like, grade nine or something.
0: Potentially, yeah, definitely. But yeah, VPNs can definitely have uh, a lot of uses. Both Although, the shit they advertise about, like other countries' Netflixes, and actual like
1: security. Remember, this is not a sponsorship. You listening?
0: Not actually a sponsorship, though. There is a link in the description. Heck yeah! But there are li- there are so many damn VPNs. Choose whichever one. Yeah, because of the unique way Standard Humans is funded. Exactly. Yeah, there are many VPNs for you to choose. Options are think- available. In the resources section, there's a few like lists of um, recommended VPNs, so if you don't want to choose Nord. For whatever, if
1: you have a personal gripe, maybe, or uh, it's pretty much the only, th- the only reason I can think of.
0: But. Yeah, I don't want to actually shill Nord that much, but from what I understand, it is one of the faster ones, and has one of the better UIs.
1: I'll take your word for it, to be honest. I have spent zero seconds of my life looking into it ever, so... <laughs>
0: Very good, but too many seconds looking at NordVPN's sponsorship ads.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's that's thing number one.
0: Apparently, yeah, it wasn't that wasn't the plan, but there you go. Thing number one: VPNs wireless access point attacks is one I was considering including, but didn't. So there you go. Well, now you did. But the next kind of attack that I wanted to get into was spear phishing.
1: Oh, yeah, we we teased this
0: last time. We did, yes. Which spear phishing is essentially like a subcategory of general fishing, which uh, I briefly explained at the very end of last episode, but it's essentially whenever someone tries to convince you that they are someone else, like, say, your bank or your cell phone provider or just your like another person an you know, and try and get you to be it like click on a link or download some software or something in order to try and infect your devices. And essentially the difference between phishing and spear phishing is phishing is usually casting a wide net and trying to see who you pick up. Whereas spear phishing is more so targeting an
1: individual. Oh, so yeah, that that example I, I brought up last time was spear phishing, right? Not just phishing.
0: I think that would be, yeah. Which there's also a very wide range of like the quality of spear phishing.
1: Mm-hmm. That one was not was not very quality. Hey, you, at the time, new hire. It's me, owner of the company. I need you to help me with something. But first, can you give me your phone number?
0: <laughs> yeah, that is actually a very common type of spear phishing. <laughs> Question, did you update your LinkedIn um, when you changed jobs or when you started that job?
1: Uh, yes. Well, not immediately, but... Well, it didn't It didn't come to my LinkedIn or anything. It came to my work email. But um, did you update it before that? Uh, couldn't say. Maybe.
0: That's fair, because I just know that that's a very common spear phishing scam, is to monitor people's... Um, if, you, if they're targeting a specific company, they'll monitor uh, anyone who changes their job title to... Be at that company now and they'll know that you are a new hire and if they get you quick enough you won't have figured out what the company culture is like and you won't yeah. be like used to all the people you're not sure what you should actually be expecting and if they can like really like pressure you and like get you to do something quick without like thinking too much about it they can um, either get some money out of you i think oftentimes they'll try and convince you to buy gift cards for some reason
1: <laughs> hey it's me owner of the company Can you buy me a 50 best buy gift card That is apparently common for some
0: reason I don't know why Or like in your uh, uh, case It was, what was it, like a phone number and email I think Yeah, I think so Well,
1: it was at least phone number
0: Yeah, because for most companies It's pretty easy to guess uh, Or once you've seen one person's email It's pretty easy to figure out What everybody else's email is Because it's usually like first name, last name Or initials or something like that Initial last
1: name at company.ca I think is that
0: Usually yeah, that's a pretty common one. So that is a common kind of spearfishing.
1: But I, with like how much effort it sounds like that takes—is that really? I f- <laughs> I'm like, is that really the most the best time for money time to money ratio that they could possibly be doing online? You know, it's like monitoring random companies and stuff, and then just asking them for money, <laughs> like pretending to be somebody else. Because like, I'm very confident nobody in the company gave them any money um so then just time wasted you know
0: potentially though i doubt that they're personally monitoring the companies i assume they'd make um some programs that just go through and scrape linkedin because like a lot of that data is uh, publicly available or like it's it's set to be publicly shared and you can make web crawlers that just scrape websites for data like very easily um, so I assume they they would have a lot of that pretty well automated.
1: I guess that could probably be entirely automated to be fair. Like, like find the data match website and then insert name here, insert a person you're trying to impersonate here.
0: Yeah, probably. Actually, you just have to like manually set up for the company to like pick the CEO or like make sure that the text is like moderately correct, which even like the amount of spelling mistakes. I don't even know how much of that. Yeah. Maybe they just don't do that. Maybe. Or it's just people who don't speak English that well, which is also very common. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it works, but they've probably got a lot of it automated, which feels like it starts to blend into regular fishing a little bit if they're doing it more so, but I don't know exactly where the line is. This feel, I think it's more so Got demand
1: higher quality fishing.
0: Yeah, if they come after you, it would be classified as whaling. <laughs> Bro. Which is the term for when you're fishing, but specifically for like a CEO or some like very public, very important figure. Oh, what? Yeah. That's a real? Because it's not just like fishing, right? You're going after... I
1: thought that was a a fat joke.
0: No, no, that's just a, that's just more cybersecurity terminology.
1: Wow. Whaling. So it's like, like, as in you're trying to impersonate a very famous person or you're trying to... No, you're hunting a whale. You're trying to take it down what just because they have a lot of money probably
0: either like a lot of money or a lot of
1: like influence or power in some way Hmm. again how much success would they have with that you know because it's like I feel like they would be the most on guard oftentimes a lot of CEOs
0: are deeply shit with cybersecurity (laughs) like Think about like the average executive of a company, especially like Western companies. It's like middle-aged to older white men, not necessarily the most computer savvy. I've heard of a lot of like executives who are so like productivity focused that like they don't even like put a password on their computer because they just want to get in there and like start
1: going. Five seconds, I could be writing one eighth of an email.
0: Exactly. Yeah. There, There are a lot of not so security conscious executives out there
1: well that i could see being lucrative maybe i should get into whaling potentially yeah hello jeff bezos it's me your ex-wife you forgot to send that payment please send it to this (laughs) i believe it was one billion dollars (laughs) usd (laughs) dollars please send right now (laughs) yeah please send right now my card got declined and i want to buy cat food Exactly, yep. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Just kidding. That's an actual crime. So, just to be clear, I will not give it a go.
0: <laughs> yes, so please do not do that.
1: Yeah. Well, right. well, yeah, I guess I guess you should say that because I'm like they can I just want to clarify that I'm not actually trying to whale Jeff Bezos.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good. Yeah. In case there was any confusion. Are there any more fish and nautical related, uh,
0: terms? There probably are, but those are, I feel, I think the three main ones and the three so that like I know.
1: Crab fishing or something.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think most of the kind of spear fishing attacks that most people will see will probably fall more into the easier to see camp though. I assume that would change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are someone like a slightly more public figure with like a slightly higher threat model, they can get more advanced very quickly. Like I was reading a book the other day um, by some famous hacker. I think it's Kevin Mitnick. I forget what it's called. Something about like becoming invisible or something. I'll leave a link in the show notes. But he had a, a story in there where uh, he works as a penetration tester, which <laughs> <laughs> I know is a very funny sounding Job hey, what
1: do you, what do you do for, uh, so what do you do for work? It's like, Oh, I'm a mostly penetration. It's like, Oh, you rascal. No, what do you actually do?
0: No, like no, no, actually a penetration test. <laughs> or a pen tester for short. It's,
1: like, uh, for even shorter pentus
0: <laughs> Very good. But yeah, that's essentially just someone whose job is to essentially imp- be like a hacker and try and get into systems. But specific, but they're hired to do that um, by whoever they're trying to hack.
1: It's Like that, those things in movies where it's always like they person gets hu- X person gets hired to break out of prison, break into bank, whatever. Except actually real and
0: <laughs>
1: like online.
0: Basically, yeah, I think it can also. Uh, or it does morph into the real world as well. Um depending I try on to rob this bank. Potentially, yeah. Or like whatever they need to do to get access to um, be like the company's information or the person's
1: information. Hmm. That would be a pretty cool job trying to do it in real life.
0: I know, right? That's what I've been thinking too as I've been reading about it. it's like damn, that sounds fun. That's like cuz hacking sounds fun. Like you don't want to actually do it because it's a terrible thing like there's victims and that's not yeah. good if you just get to do the fun part and people are like paying you and asking you to do it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. But but especially the real life thing, like just essentially being a pretend bank robber because <laughs> then you get all the coolness of being a bank robber, but none of the uncoolness of actually being a criminal and hurt, maybe hurting people or getting shot.
0: Yeah. And you get some of the money of being a bank robber. You don't actually, I think, get to keep any of the money. You just, you just get paid.
1: <laughs> you just get paid because it's a job. Yeah,
0: which is pretty good. But yeah, I remember a story uh, that he was saying about when uh, a journalist had hired him to try and just see where she was vulnerable to hacking because, you know, very important to like keep sources safe and whatnot as Mm -hmm. a journalist. And I think what he had done was essentially started out by just looking at like what she had um, publicly available, getting like all sorts of data off of LinkedIn, other social medias, all that kind of stuff. And then I think in that particular case, actually, I think she had a lot of the LinkedIn set to private, but he figured out that she'd be willing to just add uh, anyone who most people who try and like connect with her just as like a
1: rookie move. Even I don't pull that shit.
0: So yeah, managed to get a lot of like data about her and managed to um, figure out that she often responds um, or would be willing to look at emails from potential sources and managed to use all the data that he gathered about her to get her to basically click on something in an email that seemed like it looked legit and then i forget what happened she probably he probably just like locked down her system or something like I was like "Ha, hey, gotcha yeah. <laughs> something like that again that, that sounds <laughs> so
1: fun <laughs> yeah it really does <laughs> it's the, all the cool parts of hacking but you don't actually do it to somebody really like it's just a "ha, hey, gotcha tag okay
0: yeah exactly it seems good it's hacking but with permission so it's fine
1: yeah exactly <laughs> Fun fact, if you're getting hacked and you tell them to stop, they have to stop because they're not legally allowed to hack you without your consent.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Also, I was watching some videos that I might leave in the show notes in prep for this of a guy who does a lot of content around hacking and like ethical hacking, <laughs> where he has like full breakdowns of like okay this is how you create ransomware and this is how you would implement it and all that stuff but then he always has the the bits where it's like okay but don't actually do this to someone this is where you would stop unless you have their permission or if you're just trying to like mess with your friends or family a little bit then that might be okay but like (laughs) well
1: what's what's what would he use it for or does he just know how to
0: I think more so just knows how to it seemed like he was trying to get into like ethical hacking, penetration testing, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it'd be mostly for that as well as just general knowledge or research. But huh. it's surprisingly easy to do. Those were not that long videos to like set up ransomware or spear phishing attacks.
1: Oh, I've already clicked on two links that you sent me today. Yeah, Have I, I got, really got... Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> not actually... That actually would have been pretty funny if you like, I actually spearfished Evan for this episode. This is his bank oh, account number.
0: That actually would have been so good. Damn it.
1: I don't know if you would have got me, though. Because I actually read links people send me. and like That's good. I re- yeah, but I mean, this wouldn't have protected me. But one huge thing I was thinking of that foils 100% of spearfishing attempts that have come to my company email are just read the, from email. Address. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to figure it out. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this, this is supposed to be Mark, but it's just a string of random letters at gmail.com. Huh. That doesn't seem like Mark and doesn't seem like it's from this company not or so Amazon. Much, no.
0: Yeah, that's always a great hint uh, as to it not being legit. Though, again, depending on how advanced it is, uh, it can get closer.
1: That doesn't 100% exonerate it, but it, 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 it's definitely an easy way to. <laughs> find the the less good attempts
0: yeah that's that's one of my first things to check as well it's like this is kind of sus yeah that looks kind of sus yeah i
1: have no idea who that is and or it's actual just gibberish or there's a typo
0: (laughs) so yeah oftentimes they use like details from your social media or anything they can find about you publicly like another example that i heard um more general is just like maybe say you post about like a car accident you got into on a social media then maybe they could be for internet points. exactly yeah it's like oh look at how terrible that driver was can't believe i have to pay this money or whatever oh, terrible because you know internet as you do yeah exactly they could then potentially target you as you're pretending to be say your insurance agency being like hey we've got uh an update for you on the claim that you made about your
1: your recent car accident or something And then you're like, hey, I did get into a recent car accident.
0: And make it urgent somehow. Like you have to, you have to submit some more. You have to change some settings or like get your money now or something. So yeah. Yeah. And, And the more research or details they're able to find about you, the more they're able to figure out like, hmm, these are, these are some vulnerabilities.
1: That's interesting. And yeah, I guess that is, that is honestly like a reason why. I mean, I, I never do, but you know. There's no reason to post too much to the, uh, available to just strangers online. Yeah,
0: agreed. At like at the least, having like some decent privacy settings on um, across the board is always, I think, pretty good practice, and not like posting anything too uh, revealing or not trying not to overshare too much.
1: Yeah, and for for LinkedIn, this is not not based on anything really that I've read just on my own practice. Like I only add people I've actually met in person. And then, so I don't even, I don't even really add usually like second level, whatever they're called connections, let alone third level, you know? So it's just people I know in real life or, or have met in real life or not.
0: Yeah, that I think that's probably a good practice. Like I've done it a few times. If they've been like, if, if their like message seems like legit, I'm like, okay, like I can see someone cold reaching out like that. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, shoot. I'll give it a go. We'll see.
1: Oh, messages is kind of different, but uh, like just full on adding them. But I, I did still get got by a message one time, as you know.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that was that was funny.
1: I had a prank job interview. Yeah, they got you. They got you bad. They got me so bad. They got me to sit in an interview for five minutes and then they hung up.
0: It's a a sick prank.
1: Yeah. That's honestly like, yeah, one of the few things I can think of that would actually make sense.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know if I've told this
1: this story on the podcast before, but when I was looking for a job a while ago, I had just made LinkedIn and I put... That w- my school that I graduated from and some rando just hit me up like in messages and was like, like he didn't add me or anything. He just messaged me and was like, Hey, uh, would you be interested in this job as like a financial advisor or something? And I'm like, huh? In my head, like, I don't really know anything at all about that. And I don't have anything on my LinkedIn about that, but maybe it's just because of the school I went to, he has had, you know, luck with them or whatever. Uh, so, I- and also just for interview practice, I, Took the interview for like a couple of days later, and was kind of confused, but you know, figured why not? Uh, I'm not going to give any you know banking information or anything like that over uh, over an internet interview, especially one as suspicious as that. So in those com- in those uh, couple of days, I looked up about the company and the dude. The dude was actually real, unless somebody stole his pictures all the way down to childhood and played a many years long, uh, (laughs) scam of posting them to Instagram with captions and tagging people, uh, where you could see the progression of this person aging. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is probably a real man at least. Um, and, uh, this is probably his name. It might not be, but you know, found that much. Uh, But the company, I could find the website, but all I could find was just, it's like stock images of men in suit. Do you want to make money and stuff? And it was like made, so it looks good, but there's not actually any real content or telling you anything on it. And the only uh, address was like a P.O. box in Dubai. So (laughs) I do the interview and the guy logs in and it is actually him and he is actually talking to me because he says my name. So that's at least a real man who looks like that. Um, and then he just says some stuff. And then I ask, he's like, do you have any questions? And I'm like, hey, why? what was it about my profile that made you reach out and ask for an interview? Thinking he'd say, oh, yeah, because of the school you went to or because you have some skill that I forgot I'd put on there or something. But then he said, oh, well, uh, and then he hung up. The call, but it looked like he disconnected. So I tried to call him back, no answer. Then I tried to message him, and it didn't go through. And then I couldn't access his profile; it looked like his profile had been deleted. So I messaged my dad or online, like on LinkedIn, to make sure it was still working. So I searched him, and then there was a new account made where the name was spelled slightly differently, same picture, same information, made five minutes ago. And uh, yeah, so clearly it was some kind of scam. But I <laughs> you know what. Yeah, exactly. I could not tell you what he was hoping to get. (laughs) Uh, The only thing I can think of is maybe multi-level marketing, and he was that question was maybe his like litmus test for are you dumb? And because if you just never ask, then he's like, all right, cool. I guess he'll just do whatever I I tell you. Or maybe uh, he it would it would have gone on to hey, uh, you're hired. Send us your social insurance number. <laughs> so, but I mean, that seems like a long con for a recently graduated student who, because of being a recently graduated student, had no money in his bank account. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, that is. It's like, oh, you got my $200. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is a lot for
0: that. Yeah, I've heard of interview scams like... Um, they will make you put down a deposit or like get a security check or something and they'll take the money for that. And maybe it's like a few hundred bucks or something and then just not get back to you.
1: Yeah. I'm, it could have been something like that too, but it was just so bizarre and how much he panicked when I asked and deleted his whole profile and stuff.
0: Like, like that's such a low bar to panic and quit the call at. I know.
1: I'm like, you got to commit a little commit. harder than that. Yeah. Let me see if you still, uh, <laughs> let me see if you still on LinkedIn. Pretty sure out of out of anger, I uh, reported his profile. That's a good call. But uh, let's see if he's remade one and just spelt it even more slightly differently.
0: Maybe that would be interesting. He's here.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's pretty cool.
0: He's still going.
1: Oh, Oh, I can't add him. I can only follow him. Come on.
0: Oh, there should be an ad um, somewhere. I forget where it is exactly, though.
1: Oh, some of his experiences: Roblox software developer. What? Okay, this is what said. He was a, a chef at Queens University. <laughs> I thought he went to Queens University. <laughs> so yeah, I went to Queens. I cooked for, there for work, where I cooked yeah. food and didn't study. Yeah, that
0: counts, right? Yeah, that's funny,
1: huh? Well, I I'm gonna to try to message him after this probably.
0: <laughs> like, hey, I'm actually looking for a new opportunity. Is that still open?
1: Is that job still available? Six and a half months later.
0: Yeah, whatever that job was, uh, is that still available?
1: Yeah, it's worth worth an ask.
0: I know, but when you like get on the phone and ask him like what the hell the scam was, he's gonna hang up again. Yeah, I know.
1: He'll 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 set me up for anything, but then when I actually do it. He'll panic. Come on, guy. Jeez, finish. gotta finished. Got to have some nerve in this game. Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, so that's, that's an incredibly long and drawn out story that probably you guys listening will actually gain nothing from in terms of your internet security unless this incredibly specific situation happens to you. And even then, I don't know how you could really do anything different.
0: I think most people would just not take the interview for something they're not remotely interested in. But
1: ah, sometimes I just take stuff like that for gags.
0: Yeah. No, makes sense. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. Just to see what'll happen. And I got a weird story out of it, at least. So the most you could ask for, really. Not even that funny, just weird.
0: <laughs> it's deeply confusing. Yeah. It's slightly disappointing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, you could have uh, at least taken
0: your money, like,
1: or I tried. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even try. He <laughs> took five minutes of my time, maybe ten, including the aftermath of trying to find him again and succeeding. Well, uh, what's the next thing on your list? Is it related to that?
0: Uh, I don't think so, really. Because uh, next is ransomware, which oh, maybe he got you to click on a link, right? So.
1: No, it actually wasn't clicking on a link. It was accepting a Google call. So, again, don't, don't even know what the, what the con was. But,
0: but yeah, I think we talked, honestly, a lot about ransomware in the last one at the beginning.
1: Yeah, we did quite a bit. Just taking your shit, when your shit is information, and saying, hey, I'll give it back to you if you give me $5,000 USD. That's...
0: Kind of the gist of it, yeah. It's generally essentially like the last step in the hacking process, at least if that's what their goal is, because they would have already needed to get software onto your computer, phone or something in some way, maybe through a phishing scam. That's often the first step. It's all Um, connected. Exactly, yeah. And then essentially locking up or encrypting your files in such a way that you cannot get access to them. And then they will usually... Both say that you can't have it back until you pay the ransom, usually like at least at first, like $500 to $1,000 in Bitcoin. But then apparently they also will usually say, and if you don't pay us, we'll also release all of these files onto the dark web unencrypted.
1: What does that accomplish? Like it sounds vaguely menacing, but what would actually happen?
0: (laughs) It depends on what's on your computer.
1: Yeah, because I'm like if some random Slovenian dark web. Denizen got my gmail all right that would kind of be inconvenient
0: no but um like all the files on your computer so it's just like are there things on your computer that would you would not want maybe
1: specific people to see or think about like maybe things that have your address or some banking documents maybe
0: uh yeah it'll be that's that's definitely a very personal um thing it'll be individual to people's situations just if they have stuff that they don't want uh, other people to see be it like photos Such photos, banking info yeah that's that's most of what comes to mind but could be anything so yeah and they both won't let you uh, get it back or and if you don't pay them they'll be like hey you will release all these files and you're gonna have a bad time kid exactly yeah apparently there's a few different ways that ransomware can work. The two main ones that I know of are that one is that uh, the files are all there, but they have some kind of program that just doesn't let you access them. It's just like blocking your ability to get at them, which if that's the case, that's apparently one of the ones that's relatively easy to get around because you can just like reboot in safe mode and then run like an antivirus,
1: and then you're probably good. Oh, and they still don't have it, per se, I guess.
0: Yeah, they might still have it. I don't know. I actually don't know offhand. Then you could just try um, to change your apparently. password really quick. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But then the other much more uh, inconvenient and harder to get uh, around one is if they actually just encrypt all your files Uh, so it's all just encrypted and you can't get access to them with the key. So in that case, you know, that it's one of that ones by, um, trying to like look through all your folders and directories and you can look through them, but you can't access any of the actual files because it's all just encrypted.
1: What would that look like? Like you try to click on it and it just wouldn't open.
0: I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but of course all, they also always have a ransom note often one that's like vaguely menacing and scary with like giant red text or whatnot really (laughs) oh yeah they they try and go over the top to like scare you a bit and get this sense of urgency going it's usually got like a countdown um going for like 12 to 24 hours so that you have to pay otherwise like after that countdown's done either they say they won't give it back at all or like usually the price will go up
1: otherwise i'm gonna put some dirt in your eye
0: (laughs) exactly yeah
1: (laughs) oh let's see
0: there are some there are some funny ones like i've seen one where it's just like a grid of images of thomas the tank engine screaming fuck you
1: (laughs) wow that's pretty hostile yeah i I, I found one one here that it's sort of formatted like like an ad kind of and it's just a picture of a lock underneath so the left side of the screen there's a lock underneath that payment will be raised on countdown and then your file your files will be lost on another countdown and then on the other side of the computer says what happened to my computer your important files are encrypted many of your documents photos videos databases and other files are no longer accessible because they've been encrypted yada 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 can i recover my files sure we guarantee that you can recover all your files safely and easily but you have not so you have not so enough time <laughs> Ooh. you can uh, decrypt some of your files for free try now by clicking decrypt but if you want to decrypt all your files you need to pay yet how do i pay except in bitcoin only for more information go here looks very professional to be honest this one (laughs) and then a link this is bitcoin accepted here
0: yeah i think i'm seeing the same one yeah they always have some kind of note because they need to let you know what's happened and then they also usually need to have pretty decent customer service in order to, like, explain how Bitcoin works to whoever they've hacked. Yeah,
1: they really do. I was, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this looks like something that, like, Microsoft would send you or something. Like, it would have a bit better grammar. but
0: The funniest shit is whenever I hear, uh, like, watch or, like, read something on this and the people will be talking about how they wish their, like, internet service provider has a- had as good of a customer service as ransomware groups do
1: <laughs> yeah because i was gonna say like for the majority of people especially who get hacked so therefore maybe lacking a little bit in terms of internet knowledge just buying and transferring bitcoin wouldn't be the most obvious thing in the world definitely yeah
0: which i feel like it's probably also good to get away from saying like well you're probably just not that
1: bright if you got hacked, no i mean like i mean talking about even like i wouldn't necessarily even know how to do that like as in, yeah if i was ransomware it'd be like it would be, be a big help if they did explain it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. No, I just know that only, like, I think, like, they guess, like, 5% of ransomware attacks actually get reported because most people are just kind of embarrassed and want to move on.
1: Well, and I saw at the bottom of that one, too, it said, like, $300. So that's, like, extremely annoying, but it's not, like, life-ruining or anything, like, you know? Yeah, no, that's usually, I think, about right. Which again makes sense because because if they're like give me five if if they're like give me yeah like five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or something then you're probably going to go to the police because you're like that's actually a, an extremely large amount of money I don't want to lose that unless there's like literally no way around it but if it's like three two three hundred bucks four hundred bucks like it's extremely annoying I would imagine but like you might not go through everything of getting the police involved and stuff especially yeah. when it's probably from another country. Very true, yeah,
0: which it's still good to do. I think you're supposed to file a police report Yeah, if this kind of thing happens, but a lot of people, or most people, I don't think. Yeah, and if it does happen, it's kind of up to you to decide whether or not like you need uh, the data back. Well, you can, at least at first, see if there's any way for you to get around it and get the data back in some other way that doesn't involve paying them. Either, um, if it's a version of ransomware that's like moderately easy to get around. You can try that. Or there is a a website that I think is like a collaboration between I think McAfee and Europol's cybercrime center that um, I'll leave in the description that they've been able to crack a few common ransomware tools. So you can upload your files to that and they will like unlock them for you.
1: Oh, that's quite nice.
0: Yeah. If it's one of the few strains of ransomware that they've actually cracked. But
1: but then again, so they've got, haven't they got your like software on your computer? So what do you do then?
0: Uh, I mean, the first thing when you see it is probably that you want to make sure everything is disconnected from your computer. No like peripherals, no other computers. You probably want to like disable the Wi-Fi if you can so that it's not spreading to other things. But then after that, If it's one of the ones where all your files are encrypted, like you still have the files, they're just all encrypted. um, And it is infinitely difficult uh, to get around it unless it's one of the strains that has been cracked already. Um, So you can always just take those encrypted files uh, and see if it'll work on any kind of unencrypting service.
1: Yeah, but but then do you just leave that malware on your computer forever?
0: no either like at, at the very least install and run an antivirus get that shit off i might even honestly at that point you if you if you feel comfortable just like do a clean install yourself of windows or whatever operating system you're running or just take it to best buy or something and be like hey erase everything yeah end it and start anew <laughs> yeah it's like you know what at this point it's worth it to buy another no you probably wouldn't even need to buy another copy of windows they just need to do a fresh install.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: That's at that point, it's probably worth it to get help.
1: <laughs> I feel like I mean, yeah, it's pretty low bar. Honestly, that could that could maybe be step one. If you didn't hear any of this, just bring your computer to Best Buy or something and be like, "Help."
0: Yeah, the, the you'll you'll probably be able to find someone who knows what's up and can help a bit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that would be kind of funny, though.
0: I mean, that that's probably actually what a lot of people do especially anyone who like subscribes to geek squad or whatever.
1: I imagine it would be a lot of, a lot of people's first thing. Cause again, it's like, if you find random stuff on the internet, like even if you just organically come across this thing where it's like upload all your stuff and we'll unencrypt it for you, that could be like,
0: Hmm, this is a trap. That's fair. Yeah.
1: But okay. So that's that one. What else is on this list?
0: So after ransomware, the last one is just kind of a sm- smorgasbord. Of things around keeping credit cards safe, which involve both online and physical.
1: Oh, it's so Google! I never want to save my credit card details ever with you. Stop asking.
0: I I think you can tick a setting that will stop it. Never ask
1: me this shit again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that is actually a setting that you can change.
1: (laughs) Get out of my face.
0: Agreed. Yeah, that's. It's it's not great to save that shit in Google either, credit cards or account details
1: yeah so that's step one
0: but yeah and then at the very least like if you're doing any kind of transactions or like accessing financial accounts make sure you're doing that on a private device and on a secure connection which i think is fairly basic but worth saying still like don't don't access your bank account on like a public computer
1: in like a library or something yeah just go to the bank and do that shit if you gotta
0: yeah exactly because you never know when, like we were talking about earlier, there could be like a wireless access point attack, or I mean, if it's a public service compute, public service, a public computer, like you don't, you do not know what kind of software has been installed on that.
1: Yeah, there exactly. could be some
0: key loggers or any other kind of malicious software, all manner
1: of accessory.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So do do not do that. And then another, just like general good note is just to not buy stuff from sketchy websites or get cash from sketchy looking ATMs as much as possible.
1: Is that something people do?
0: Yeah. Some people, I don't know. I feel like it depends on how like finely tuned your senses for like what a legitimate online retailer looks like is. Oh,
1: I'm thinking mainly
0: the ATM. Oh, I have no idea, but I just figured that like, since people will sometimes install, install, what are they like? Skimmers or shimmers onto either, like, ATMs or card readers.
1: Mm. It's worth it to point out. Well, I've never heard of those. How do those work?
0: Uh, that's essentially a device that would go... They'll usually, like, crack open the machine, I think, in some way. Either that or, like, uh, just put it on outside where it goes around the slot where you put the card in. And as the card's going in, it will read the data on the card and just extract that and
1: save that. Yeah, I see. Not not the best.
0: No, definitely not. Yeah, and at the very least, don't use like a debit card on sketchy websites or with weird ATMs. Or I mean, in general, if you can use um, credit cards, are generally more secure.
1: But yeah, because again, I mean, they're like it's incredibly easy to just kind of just call them up or something and be like, "Hey, this wasn't me," and they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah.
0: Exactly. Which is good. I think there is a misconception that some people think the credit cards actually have like a more secure software or something. I don't think that's really the case anymore. I think that used to be. But now all the debit cards run on Visa or MasterCard. Mm -hmm. Like it's always like debit
1: MasterCard. but It's just like not as big a deal (laughs) if if somebody gets your credit card info as your debit card info.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because like then they're taking essentially the payment provider's money and not yours if they get your debit card, it might take like a month or two for your bank to like refund that. And you might need to pay rent before then.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cause then they could just take literally all your money. Yeah. Which is not good. Not what you want. Usually. I mean, I, I don't want to speak, I don't want to put words in, in other people's mouths, but feel like a stranger stealing 100% of your money is generally not the motive. <laughs> Definitely not. No. <laughs> Again, I don't want to speak for everyone. <laughs> maybe it is the motive sometimes
0: i don't know which kind of shit you're into but
1: <laughs>
0: you know who's to say and then another level up from that for people who want it uh i've seen some services mostly just for americans i haven't seen anyone anything that's available in canada that can like create essentially one-time use credit card numbers so you don't have to give your real one if you're doing some shopping online huh that's very interesting you'd be giving your credit card number to that service, but then they just come up with some like random number that you'd put in whenever you want to buy something just to make sure, even if like a website gets breached, then um, there's no date in there that really matters to you or a lot less.
1: Good to know. What, uh, how do you use this? I
0: haven't ever gotten past like seeing that it's not available for Canadians and then, ah, going, ah damn it.
1: That's is always a struggle.
0: But I assume it's pretty easy. I don't know exactly what the process would be though, or if that would be or if how worth it it would be cuz I assume, I think it's a paid kind of service.
1: You know what else we can't get in Canada?
0: What? Guinness Zero. Yeah, that's what I figured was coming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's appalling. It's a
0: very sad day. I don't know. Yeah.
1: There ought to be a law saying, "Hey, you can get Guinness Zero in Canada."
0: There ought to be. Yeah. We'll we'll be there soon enough, and we probably won't drink Guinness syrup
1: while we're there. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. But for the next week and a half, (laughs) yeah, it actually is a week and a half. That's uh, the biggest concern, and then after that, I'm going to forget completely, hundred percent.
0: Oh, hundred percent, yeah. But until then, it's all you talk about, think about.
1: But uh, back back to it.
0: Yeah, back to it. Another thought on like. Um, trying to not have your credit card number get taken is that apparently the third party like digital wallets like the Android or Apple Pay are a little bit more secure than just using a regular credit card.
1: Really? Yeah. I hate that. Because <laughs> I don't want to look like a zoomer and ever use those now, so don't really know how they work. But <laughs> but uh well, good for them, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of similar to the to how like two factor authentication codes work from what I can tell, like the phones actually have like a special chip that's designed by like the financial industry that's inside of them specifically to store this kind of stuff. And it'll only like keep your credit card info uh, on there long enough to like set up the account and then discard it. Other than I think they usually keep like the last four digits so you know which credit card you're hitting so they can display it um, in the UI as well as like a description of the card. But then after that, they essentially just have um, kind of like how the two-factor authentications work, where it's just like a seed or like a bit of code that generates a new code every like minute based off of the time. I think how they work is essentially they just generate a one-time code for every transaction uh, just based off of things like the time and the location or like the retail you're you're buying stuff at. And then that code is gets Uh, authenticated with whatever the issuer of the card is, be it like Amex, Visa, MasterCard, so that the um, retailer is like, oh, yep, that's right.
1: That's that's interesting. Yeah. It's more complicated than I would have thought. I thought it would just work the same way as tap on your Visa card pretty much.
0: Which to be honest, I don't know exactly how that works. If that's similar or not. (laughs) Could not tell you. But I think it would definitely use a similar or the same tech. NFC or RFID or whatever it is. Are those just like short range, long range of the same thing or are they slightly different?
1: Man, you're asking the wrong person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was more so just to myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how internet money works.
0: But yeah, I think it uses the same tech to like pass the code to the machine, but it goes through that whole complicated process to get everything set up. Does admittedly introduce a new security vulnerability if someone takes your phone. Now they've got however many credit cards are on it.
1: Again, it's uh, I feel like it's easier to keep hold of your phone than probably. Yeah, yeah. maybe.
0: Well, people do get mugged or whatever, but
1: but then then if you you know they like could just steal your card too. So.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: <laughs> Real-world theft is always just going to be an issue for voluables.
0: <laughs> it really is, yeah. And at least yeah. with a phone, as long as you've got a password, you got to put it in before you can use the card. With just cool. a regular ca- credit card, you can tap up to like 250 or whatever, right?
1: That's why I enjoy using uh, actual cash so much, because I'm like, oh, you have to engage crazy. in a physical altercation with me in order to steal this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know what's uncomfortable is that you say that to the cashier every time.
1: <laughs> you try and buy something. Yeah, not to, not even to steal it, just to get it. I'll pay for I'll pay for this dinner. A waiter, if you beat me in a wrestling match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, just every time we go to the bar, you like look the person in the eye. It's like you are about to engage me in a yeah. physical altercation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah, oh, okay, pussy. You want to get paid for this? <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to beat me in a test of strength you
0: have to take this money from my hands
1: <laughs> and then it, like sprint out the door
0: <laughs> yeah having fully paid classic
1: oh no 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 no
0: oh okay <laughs> yeah. well, like you have you'll, you'll
1: have to beat me both in strength and in speed
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> not in that order
0: first in speed then in strength yeah, Cause cause you have chase first. me and then
1: take my money mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 really makes it awkward at the neighborhood pub that would yeah slightly yeah so is that the last item uh, on your list how to be strong and fast enough to keep all your physical uh, valuables
0: no there was a few others um or well more just subpoints to vaguely financial things um just like two or three we're almost through one was potentially using rfid blocking wallets or card sleeves I've heard mixed things about
1: how much of a risk that actually is in practice. I got given one of those about 12 or 13 years ago, (laughs) I think. And I was, then I was like, huh, maybe I'll start hearing a lot more about this. Like being an issue, like, oh, I bumped into somebody and they stole all my money or whatever. And then I, it just never seemed to become a common thing. Like I've never heard of it, like being an actual issue.
0: Yeah, like it's definitely something that people have proven to vulnerability, but I don't think it's that common in practice, but it still gets talked about a lot. Like I even saw someone with like the full card sleeves the other day. So it's something worth considering. I've been meaning to play around with it, but my phone doesn't have NFC. So I can't like see if I can steal my own credit card info.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> no, you can actually just get into trying to steal strangers' credit cards. Because I think you
0: can just get an app. I think at least on Android. I can like read the uh, RFID codes of like anything's in the surrounding area.
1: That seems that has that the energy and the vibe of that. This uh, website I was shown in uh, grade 10 or 11 that it was billed as a novelty license, no novelty ID card uh, maker where you'd enter all the information you would want on like say uh, an Ontario license and then uh, you would pay them. It, it, was, it was like a real website. It, you'd pay them a certain amount of money, like 20 bucks or 25 bucks or something. And then like a couple weeks later they would send it to you. And they're like, haha, like if you want a state of New York health card that says Thor God of Thunder or something on it. And I'm like, there are zero people who've used this otherwise, like other than, People who are making fake IDs to go drink when they're too young. That is 100% of the reason anybody has ever used this.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: So it is that kind of vibe of like, no, 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 this isn't technically only for illegal things. (laughs) Maybe you just want to, you know, enter your own credit card information and want to save five seconds. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's on you if you misuse this.
0: Definitely not, not us whatsoever. Yeah. It's important tool. Yeah.
1: Very necessary to have.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, I don't know how quite important that is, but like a lot of wallets have that kind of blocking already in it, it seems. So
1: I guess, I guess, I guess uh, that's not necessarily true. I was going to say it would be unusual for somebody to get that close, but I'm thinking if you're like on a bus or train or something
0: definitely like add. at a
1: high volume time you're squished right up against people
0: oh yeah and that and they can definitely get access to you then i know transit agencies have started using uh, nfc to track ridership because um, ah. off- <laughs> yeah because if you have like a smart foot on you it's like got all sorts of signals that it's spitting out all the time so it'll just um have like receivers on the bus that just track when people like get on and get right. off based on whatever devices they have.
1: They should just be happy with my Presto card that has my identity on it that I willingly give them.
0: I know, right? I don't know how widespread that practice is. Having a Presto card? No, uh, transit agencies. Oh. Based off of your devices or whatnot.
1: Oh, yeah. I am 95% sure that OC Transpo does not do it purely because the amount of coordination it would take is maybe a decade down the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least, yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah. The other day, actually, this was yesterday. No, this was two days ago. That was a lot. I was taking the bus after work to Sangi's, and the bus just went to the side of the road and the engine just broke. <laughs> 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 so, and it was a fully crowded bus. So then uh, we had to wait for the next one to come on and absolutely squish everybody on.
0: <laughs> oh God, that one was probably full too
1: yeah it was <laughs> so it was like it was full as in like every seat was full but there was like mostly oh, all the standing room left so okay, everybody good. just absolutely crammed into all the standing room okay but again I'll- it was it was two bus loads in one bus
0: i was imagining like rush hour toronto everybody's packed in there like sardines
1: well that was the end result like we physically could not fit a single other person on and mm-hmm. i know that because the bus driver stopped at a stop and there were three people and he could only get two on
0: yep that'll do it
1: yeah and then he's like sorry next one's coming but yeah
0: yeah i don't know how much um i guess um doing like stuff like nfc on top of like a presto enables them to see like people who aren't paying or people who don't have a presto card still Um, like if they're using either i don't know if anybody still uses like the tokens in toronto or cash or whatnot
1: but yeah can you use your debit and visa cards on buses now Train?
0: Not yet. Well, not the TTC on the Go Train. They
1: accept credit cards, just as uh, tap. But you, do you know where you can use your credit card? Where for transit on the light rail transit in Ottawa? No way. Yeah, they they have it? one gate that is a credit card thing. <laughs> like you can go through <laughs> with that. All the others are oh. Presto or Bus Pass.
0: Oh, weird. So it's a separate thing.
1: Uh, I guess so. Like, there's only one that's like enabled
0: oh okay (laughs) it's a
1: wider one that's also for like wheelchairs
0: oh interesting yeah yeah because i've never used it on go transit before but i think it's just like the regular presto tap Or that's what i
1: thought i don't know i always just use presto on go trains same yeah don't don't forget to tap when you get off the go train
0: i always go to the end of the line so I, i don't always bother to be honest but oh well
1: yeah there's no need if you're going to the end of the line now i live in fear of forgetting that every time i'm on a go train i'm like walking out of the station like wait did i and i always did but
0: But yeah and then another financial tip that i think is actually uh maybe a little bit more useful is to set up like uh alerts based both on your actual cards on like banks and on um any kind of like credit tracking website or service just so you know like hey something's changed with your credit. Someone's opened an account in your name or something. That's not good. You should get that fixed.
1: Hmm. That sounds good to know.
0: I think so. Yeah. And then one last one is to just shred any like paper documents with any kind of sensitive info on you, which is both a security tip and just a general lifetime style tip because shredding documents is by far the most satisfying way to get documents. No, you're
1: wrong. The, the Okay. Speaking of somebody who grew up in a house with a wood fire just have established a burn pile that you've always had and don't really remember when you started doing i think we've just always done it because we have a fireplace but you just put a burn pile so it's just habit now anytime i get any like letter from a from the bank or anything like that i just put it in this basket that we just use for like like instead of newspaper to start a fire we just use like bank letters (laughs) that's definitely in my opinion the most satisfying way
0: all right, that's not bad. That's Light not. Light them on fire, you know. More insecure because your documents are just sitting there until
1: they're burned. Yeah, if somebody if was to break into my house, then they could potentially get access to my Gmail. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that would suck. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing that would suck
1: if someone <laughs> broke into your house. Somebody was to break into my house, kill me, and then look through the basket right beside the fireplace. <laughs> then they could potentially get my uh get my LinkedIn login information. <laughs>
0: uh well like bank account numbers and all that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, you'd be rolling over in your grave. Yeah. Insult to
1: literal injury. Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah.
0: Ah, uh, but yeah, if you don't have a fireplace, then shredders definitely. So or light good. them on
1: fire in like a bathtub.
0: Just kidding! Don't do. Just that. get a shredder,
1: <laughs> specifically
0: yeah. one of those micro-cut shredders, so it makes them like real tiny bits. Or like those are good. Deep fry them. <laughs> with that, with <would> that, <laughs> and work? then eat them. oh there you go. There you yeah. go. That'll do it. It's a very slow, organic shredder. Or feed
1: it to a street dog. I <laughs> would probably get rid of it.
0: Or just buy a shredder.
1: Nah. nah, that costs money.
0: Or put it into the gasoline hole on your car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or put it in the oil hole on your car. <laughs> or put it in the combustion chamber of your car. There you go. <laughs> there you go, straight in. Combust. <laughs> <laughs> That would probably be the least harmful option. I don't know. Maybe I don't probably know. Not. I,
0: I haven't got. I haven't learned how cars work really.
1: I don't know. That, I don't know. I don't know how they work to the extent that I know it would happen if you were to put a letter from your bank into your internal combustion engine's combustion chamber.
0: It might void the warranty in the car. <laughs>
1: It's like, uh, so did you fiddle with the uh, engine at all before it broke no not at mm-hmm. all really because we found a letter with your name on it stuffed into the into the engine <laughs> like inside the engine
0: <laughs> yeah what's the issue with that i didn't want to lose it
1: right keep it or you could probably also uh you could blend it up and make it into a smoothie and drink it where if you just do like half a page every day along with regular fruits and vegetables and stuff and you get a delicious smoothie and you dis- you dispose of your documents. And a lot of printer ink. You your diet. I'll be right back. Sorry, I just uh, had to go because I detected a marauder upstairs who I suspected wanted to do me bodily harm. But he was just rooting through the documents in my fireplace bin. So I just let him be and came back. So you didn't engage in a physical altercation? No, I don't have any money in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just my account information to my bank.
0: All right, that's fine then.
1: Yeah, and like probably uh, some old Christmas cards or something. <laughs> Maybe he wanted those.
0: Maybe, yeah. That's the real score.
1: <laughs> it's like that John Mulaney bit where uh, his friend would steal. I don't know if it was his friend, but somebody he knew would steal antique photos whenever he went to a party because it was the one thing that he they couldn't replace.
0: Oh, that bit—that's so good. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's like, why do you do this? And he looked me dead in the eyes and said, "Because it's the one thing they can never
1: replace." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like old uh, old Christmas cards. Exactly. Yeah, it's very good. So, on that note, are there any uh, parting? Is there any parting internet knowledge you have for the uh, humans that are standard?
0: Yeah, I guess we could just do a little summary of some of the stuff uh, or some of the tips, which as I'm reading through, I feel like I missed a couple of things, but that's OK. We got we got most of this, most of the stuff, which are things like figuring out what your most important accounts and info are stuff like maybe your financials, your emails, potentially your social media. If you post a lot and making sure that those are relatively secure and hardened or prioritizing them uh, because it takes effort to do this kind of stuff so putting your effort where it's most important is generally good
1: just like most things yeah that it is just like that life
0: yeah you don't have to do everything that much <laughs> but as long as most you keep things the you actually don't have
1: to do <laughs> most things that there are
0: yeah except for being uh, or working in a bakery you do have to do that
1: what <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know I didn't have a reference to call back to
1: Oh, I was searching my mind so hard for something that this is a reference to. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> what does this mean? Uh,
0: that's just all I had right there. Uh, uh, there's probably uh, something yeah. else that you have to do.
1: Don't uh, be deceived. You don't have to do that either.
0: Shit. <laughs> don't let out the secrets.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Um if you want to slow down things like spear phishing, uh, look yourself up online and see what personal info comes up. Yeah, looking up stuff like your name, your address, your emails, um, potentially like phone number, anything else.
1: Okay, right now we used to do thing like this. This is going forever. Sorry, editing Aiden, but everybody listening, uh, give away all your money to strangers.